Welcome and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in the industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matters, self-worth matters, and time matters. When all of it aligns, everything works. And this week, we have Jeff Hobbs with us, and I am so excited. He is one of those fascinating people. Jeff is a motivational speaker. He's a disability advocate. He's a mindset coach, and he has guts, the Jeff Hobbs story, which is a TEDx um, winning video from last place. So we're going to talk a little bit about that TEDx experience that Jeff has just recently had. And so, Jeff, I just want to welcome you to the episode today. Well, thank you very much, Marla. I'm really flattered that I get to be on your show. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, anybody out there who's listening, entrepreneurs, um, you know, business-minded people, people who need that booster shot of motivation, you are the one to help us with that. So let's just talk about who Jeff is first. And I just want to share a little bit that, um, that Jeff was born with cerebral palsy, and he loves sports. And Jeff grew up dreaming of becoming an athlete. But due to countless rejections, including those from his own family and the no-cut football team, Jeff spent much of his youth on the sidelines. But he's got that ever-persistent mentality and mindset, and he earned his chance to compete. Not only that, but Jeff is going to tell a story where he has run a marathon. He's had some setbacks, and you know what? He's already repositioning himself to run another one. So, Jeff, again, let's just go there for a minute. Is there anything else that I can add to that introduction so people know who you are? Well, no, I think you pretty much <laughs> covered that. Thank you so much. Um, I'm excited to jump right in. All right. So give us some insight into your personal life and uh, allow our listeners to get to know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, well, growing up, I grew up an hour south of Chicago in a small community called Coal City. And uh, I had two sisters. My, my mom was a single parent mother uh, that raised all three of us. And because of my spastic cerebral palsy, that's a condition I was born with. Um, it involved occupational, physical, and speech therapy uh, three times a week for 18 years. And if you can imagine being a single parent mom, she would have to take off work and find a job that's really flexible enough to be able to do those things necessary, um, you know, so I could walk and do the do the ordinary things that we all want to do in life. So um, it was really her tenacity that sort of got this whole thing going in, in the direction of competing in the things that I loved and just being being a normal kid. Wow, right. Okay, so, you know, there's obviously a journey. You were born like this, Jeff. You don't know any different, right? But yet you had desire in your heart. And what was it about being an athlete? Take us there for a minute. What were you striving for? Well, I think what really caught my eye, I remember, you know, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, so I really, at a time where Michael Jordan and Walter Payton were playing, and so I really admired those two athletes. And what I loved was their tenacity. And I figured, you know, even if I didn't have the athletic ability, I could still have that mindset. So what I envisioned was just going out there and doing my best. You know, I didn't know what that was, but as a kid, you know, you want to 
achieve things. And what I loved about sports was it's pretty cut and dry. So either you can and you find a way or you can't. And I knew that I could. I just needed to find a way how I could compete. Wow. Wow. Okay, so tell us, though, because this is what I found fascinating about you. Yes, you're a motivational speaker, so you immediately connected to me. I'm like, oh, I love these kind of people. But yet the power of being a marathon runner, take us through that journey. What, when did you decide to do that? What did you go through to get there? And then tell us about that entire um, process for you. Sure. It started actually way back. Okay. So as you mentioned, uh, I had a few disappointments starting with Little League Baseball and intramural basketball where the um, Little League committee didn't want me participating. And they went as far as, you know, having my mother get multiple waivers signed and then actually signing a, getting a uh, a waiver actually signed for, for the lawyer, Little League lawyer, which is strange in itself that a Little League would have a lawyer. Um, moving forward to intramural basketball and facing and being on the sidelines and, and getting in for three seconds, you know, I, at that point in my life, I'm around 10 years old. So it's a thing of like, what, you know, why isn't, um, you know, what's going on? Why, why, you know, why am I not getting this opportunity? And so, it, but it didn't, I knew that I loved sports because it didn't stop me from continuing to pursue. I kept looking for the next opportunity. So high school was coming around, and I managed through different sports until then. I, I mean, I love athletics, and I wanted to be around my friends. But as you know, being on the sidelines versus competing is completely different. And so when I got to high school, you know, and going out for football, being that there's no cuts, I went to all the conditioning camps, and they actually took my mother's check. So they allowed me to be there, and on the last day, um, out of the equipment room, the head coach yells, hey, Hobbs, we can't give you a helmet pads with a doctor's note. And immediately my head drops and I walk to the car. And when my mom was picking me up and her, I mean, she was just, uh, she was just emotional, crying. And we were both. Devastated. Yeah. Oh, ex- exactly. Yeah. It was just, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. But that moment was so difficult because when we pulled out of the parking lot, I saw all my buddies throwing their helmets in the air, having a good time. And it just taught me that it taught me a lesson that day, just because my life wasn't what I wanted to be. Doesn't mean that the lives around us stopped and you know, they should be having fun. That was their moment, but it crushed me. And so I told my mom the next day, I said, uh, don't pick me up at three o'clock when I get out of school because I'm going to stay after and I'm going to run the halls and I'm going to lift weights. And my intention was to to see those to have the football coaches that were coaching practice notice me running the hallways and said, "Hey, the following year I'm going to be on the team." You know, I think sometimes there's a there's a notion of, um, you know, people just want something instead of having to earn it. And the reality of it was. The there were no cuts, so anybody that went out for football would make the team. And here I am in the hallways trying to prove to them my worth. But what happened was two years later, the cross-country coach came up to me and asked me if I'd be willing to run cross-country because I was running the hallways every day. And two weeks later, I ran in my first meet. Well, my junior and senior year, I ended up being co-captain. Now, who would have thought that? Because, you know, my athletic ability... 
obviously, I only beat two runners in my whole running career. But it was what I brought to the table and the tenacity and the attitude uh, to make my teammates better, I think, that, you know, inspired them to, to nominate me as co-captain. So after, after high school, I um, had a, got a scholarship and I ran at the collegiate level where I once again was doubted because these were five-mile races. And people thought, ah, oh, you can't, you can't, you know, you could run three miles in high school, but I don't think you could run five in college. And so obviously, like, I took that to heart, and I knew that I would finish every race. And I did just that. But after I graduated college, I wanted more. And my next goal was to run the Chicago Marathon because, let's face it, if you're going to set goals, you want to set them high. And as a runner, a marathon is, is difficult for anyone. But I was up to that challenge, and that's how, that's how the marathon came about. Oh, my gosh, what an impressive story. I mean, to be a college athlete and, and to be a runner in college. And then, like you said, I love the fact that you know, set your goals high. I mean, that's your attitude right there, Jeff. You were born with a gifted attitude right there. That, that is changing lives for people. Okay, take us through getting ready for the marathon. Like, I know that you've got a video that people can watch about your story and the journey that you went on, but can you – Give us some like tidbits and chunks of knowledge um, from a feeling standpoint of what you were going through with that process. Yeah, I mean, it was exciting. Um, I remember the, um, trying to put a medical team together um, to, to make sure that this, that the reality would happen. Um, the truth is that the odds were stacked against me. Zero percent of people that have spastic cerebral palsy have had ever run a marathon, so no one with my condition had ever done it. And so there's a lot of people that thought I was even sort of wacky for trying this thing. But the truth of the matter was I wasn't concerned what other people thought because my work ethic matched my reality. And I just wasn't going to be denied, both mentally and physically. I was going to be prepared. And I thought, how am I going to do this? How am I going to keep my body healthy? And so um, during when I first started running, it was just a couple miles a day. And I started having some knee pain. It ended up being a simple tendonitis issue. But I went to see a sports physician, and he told me, he sat me down after looking at me for a few minutes and said that, you know, you wanted to get to the starting line, let alone finish the race. And obviously, this doctor didn't know me. But the truth of the matter was, all that, everything he said in that meeting only helped me. In the moment, I was upset that he didn't want to join my team as opposed to, you know, trying to discourage me. Um, there's a lot more to achieving anything than just what you see. You know, the, the intangibles and the things you're willing to do and overcome truly matters the most. And, and my will, you know, I always saw myself as a winner. So I always envisioned myself as finishing that race. And so I went home and as, as, as a as upset as I was in the moment, I researched. I researched the way that I could train. And so I found an anti-gravity treadmill, which allowed me to, to train and stay healthy. And my workouts were anywhere from four to seven hours a day. Um, it was literally a full-time job for me. But, you know, six months, eight months later, I was at the starting line of the Chicago Marathon because I was going to do 
whatever it took and find my own solutions to make it happen. And I think sometimes, Marlo, I think that we, we don't give ourselves enough credit with what we can do and how we can figure things out, you know, to overcome whether the physical obstacles or emotional obstacles, we're always in control. And the more things, more challenges we face, even if we have heartache, the more things we can become by taking those challenges on. That's how you become more. That's how you gain confidence. And that's why I was able to get to the starting line and start the marathon. Wow. Well, I love that champion's mindset. That is why I resonate with you, my friend. This is awesome stuff. Okay. So educate those of us that do not know or understand what is spastic cerebral palsy. What is that? What do you overcome? Sure. So when I, when I try to take a step, um, my, the, 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 the muscle to uh, mind connection is cut off. So what happens is when I try to lift my leg, the opposite side of my leg is actually pulling it down. It's like if you were holding a rubber band and pulling it from each direction. When I try to lift my leg, it tries to, you know, my other, the, the opposite side is pulling it down and vice versa. So it actually takes me four times the amount of effort for me to pick up my leg. Well, if I run a Chicago Marathon, it's, it's not one marathon, which is 26.2 miles. It's four marathons in terms of effort. So that's why the, the, the LTG and the pool running is so important because if you're going to run that many miles, you know, you, you need to make sure that you're healthy. So uh, for me, it was just about, okay, how can I find a way to train? How can I find a way to uh, stay active? And, and that's where the physical therapy, the occupational therapy, and even the speech therapy early on in my life helped. And I think it's, um, it's all about uh, just every day, just setting a routine and just saying, like, this is the most important thing on my list. There is no such thing as cutting corners. You know, I knew my physical limitations, and I'm going to work within those, and I'm going to master the things that I master. You know, sometimes, you know, my, my friends will invite me out to, to go do certain things, and I make a list at home, and I prioritize it every single day. And if my workouts are not in, and if I'm not doing the things, you know, in order that should be done, uh, there, there are no extracurricular activities until those things get accomplished. And by being that laser focused, it's not about the CP. It's about your, it's about your purpose. And are you willing to do the things and are you willing to grind with the things you need to do to, to overcome anything? Well, well, I knew bring such a powerful point there. You know, so many people, and especially people listening to this episode, you know, that daily grind it's easy to give up and to give in and you've got to overcome that. And I think, like you said, it, your mindset, I think is 10 times the physical ability that you were born with, right? God gave you like a bigger gift and you've really learned how to connect it all. So you have um, a very outstanding life that, you know, that, that we can all learn from because that that is powerful. Twenty six point two miles times four. I mean, who who can do that? That's that's a huge feat. Okay, so take it from there. You're a motivational speaker. You just completed a TEDx talk. I mean, that I'm enamored by that. So 
take us to that now. So you're not only a marathon runner, you're a TEDx talker. How did you get aligned with that? And um, where, where can we learn more about that too? Well, the uh, TEDx is, was um, coming to Davenport, and the theme of the event was um, fit exactly what I was trying to um, achieve my entire life, limits. So I, I applied, and fortunately I was able to get accepted. And so I came up with a, a plan that I wanted to um, inspire people and, and help people reach higher limits and achieve the things they wanted. So I developed a talk called Winning from Last Place. And this describes sort of the path it took from my childhood to CP all the way through the disappointments that led me uh, to the Chicago Marathon and then what I've been doing obviously since. Because I think that, um, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, I, be, I only finished in front of two runners. And a lot of people, I, I would assume, would consider that just on, just on paper, would consider that a failure. But the reality of it is, as you know, I'm truly being authentic to myself. Even if I'm finishing last in 99% of my races, I'm living my best life possible because I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And so I want people to know if you're, if you're following your purpose, if you're being passionate every day, you can't lose. It's literally impossible to lose. And that's how ultimately you win. And that's sort of my message in the presentation. I want people to know that they're in charge whether they win or lose every single day and still your actions. And really, are you following the things that you need to be doing to be your most authentic self? Wow. And, you know, and that word resonates as you and I have gotten to know each other and we've been conversing, you know, that authenticity is, you know, just kind of who we are. We're, we're called on to just show up and be who we are. And um, it's easy to lose that, I think, because there's just so much static in the world today. And I just value, Jeff, what you're saying and, and how you're presenting this for other people, because there's such a message right there. Okay. so motivational speaker you've been doing this for a long time let's talk you've been featured in runner's world magazine the chicago sun times um all over the houston chronicle talk to us about um you know who who's your perfect audience when you're a motivational speaker who do you love to talk to and connect with well i you know i i obviously as you know you want to help everyone i focus a lot of my um speaking opportunities come with corporate and then when I'm not doing corporate uh, speeches, I, I love talking to kids and I love talking to athletes because I feel that it's so important at that, you know, when the kids are still trying to figure out who they want to become and what they want to do, that they have somebody that really doesn't have a ton of abilities, but really use a couple, couple, of, couple strengths and, and really maximize on those to, to reach the things that I always wanted to accomplish. Wow. Yeah. And that's very powerful, isn't it? And especially, is there a story that you could share with us? I'm just going to put you on the spot with this. You know, as you've talked with kids, is there anything that, that, um, that you've received um, back from somebody listening to one of your presentations? Well, I've had just so many kids that have been so gracious to, to reach out and, and just tell me like, 
their own struggles. You know, they've opened up and they've shared with me the things that they've overcome and that, that my talk gives them hope and purpose to follow their own path, even if their own life is challenging. And I think that's the reality of it. The more real we can be with people to, to know that if we're able to show them who we are, they, they're more able to be themselves, right? Because you and I talk about authenticity being real. But the, what that really means is following your own path and being true to who you are. People come up to me and say, oh, you're so, you're so inspiring and you're so courageous because you're running in these races. The reality of it is I'm just being me. And I think that it's harder to follow a path that isn't true to you. And so that's why I urge everyone, look, it's not hard at all. It's just doing what's right for you. And as a result, we're not only going to be happier with what we're doing, we're going to bring other people with us. We're going to pull other people along. We're going to help other people find what they should be doing. There's a statistic that actually says it's only 7% of people achieve their goals. That's a staggering statistic, and it's honestly sad. But it's empowering to know that 100% of people have the opportunity to change it. But literally, it's like looking from within and deciding, am I I chasing something that isn't me, or am I following my heart? And even if you haven't been model prior to this, that doesn't mean that today can't be different. What a cool message right there. Yeah, that seals it right there. Oh, my goodness. Because, yes, you can start today and um, align to that. And it's a journey, right? It's a journey. It doesn't just happen. We have to, like, figure out how to do it, which is so odd, I think, to kind of be ourselves. But so many people seek that. Like, how do you do that? But, um, but I think you're very rich in who you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, isn't that kind of an, an oddity, though, when you hear that? Like, so many of people want to be themselves, but they don't even know how. That's kind well, of sad, isn't it? And, you know, there's a blueprint already out there. I mean, who do we admire most? We admire the people that are willing to take a chance to stand out, whether it's, you know, whether it's celebrities or whoever we look up to. We, we love them. We admire them because they're different. But it's harder to follow that path. It's harder to, to do something that's unknown. It's much easier to take that, to take that job that you know it's a guarantee. It's much easier to, to listen to mom and dad because they've already done certain things. But that doesn't mean that it's the path that you need to be on to fulfill your own destiny. And like you just mentioned, it is about trial and error. None of us master anything. As a, as a matter of fact, we can always improve. Actually, the, the best in any industry never stops. So just try it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, try it again. Until it's done. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Literally, it's about jumping in. Stop thinking about it. Just do it, and you'll figure out what works and what doesn't. It's a very simple explanation, but we we as a society, I think, overthink sometimes. Right. 
Right. And that's where you and I, we are at that level. You and I both see it that way. I, I've always thought success is quite easy. And, um, but it is, it's that mindset. If, if you tell yourself it's hard, it's going to be hard. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be at all. Okay. So to learn more about Jeff Hobbs, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to connect to Jeff and his different resources and add him to your circle of influence. If you are looking for a motivational speaker, and like Jeff said, from a corporate component, um, so keynotes, presentations, you do all kinds of beautiful um, work for you know commencement addresses, orientation events, athletic award ceremonies, school assemblies, all of those things, Jeff is the person that I am going to recommend you connect with. And Jeff, on that, where can we find you? Where, where can we find your TEDx and your Chicago Marathon videos and c- connect to you? Sure. You can go to my website, and that's jeffhobbs.org. And you can find my, web, or my TED Talk if you go to YouTube and you type in winning from last place. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for joining us today. You have really inspired our audience, and um, thank you so much. Marvel, thank you for everything. I, I really do appreciate it, and keep up the great work. And I really want to encourage everyone out there to really, today is the day for you. If you haven't done what you want yet, it's not over. You can change it today, and you deserve it. Mm. Thank you. Oh, what such good, you're just good medicine, my friend. All right. We we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for this partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and chief inspirational officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Marlo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.